Hi everybody, welcome back to Women in PBE. You're here with Madison and Emily, and this is PBE from our perspective. Uh, boy, we have a packed podcast today. We uh, First, we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. 43 plays is truly amazing. We didn't even expect five. Um, probably Tom and the greater. I personally couldn't even listen it, to it all myself because I can't listen to myself speak for that long. So thank you for everyone who listened. Yeah, it's really great to um, know that what we, you know, this little brainchild has um, been appreciated by more than just us two. <laughs> um, but yeah, so didn't expect 43 plays. Uh, it's great I, because I can see, you know, where it's been listened to. Um, I know that I am the only Australian listener and Simo hasn't listened to it. <laughs> um, Call him so out. So I think this means that I can say whatever I want and he just will never know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we are here today and we are joined with Emmy and Dren. So welcome to the two of you. Thank you. Before Hi. we, um, like, before we, uh, you know, shoot all of our questions at you, um, we should probably do a bit of an introduction. So, Emmy, who is, uh, we are told, the ace of Kashima Foxes, um, been in the league for quite a while, um, and you know, you've had quite a few jobs here in the league. Um, been a GM, obviously, current GM. Um, a rookie head at one point, a Dallas Dynamo co-GM. Uh, you've been a media grader, so I'm a grader and I've seen Emmy at some point in there. <laughs> um, I, I think I essentially if that... you can think of a role, I'm going to say if you can think of a role, I've most done likely it? done it at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even I've not done his Steam team. Right. Um, And from what we see, that you're not only the highest ranked TPE for season 17 player, but soon enough um, you'll be the, um, the, well, crowned highest TPE for S25. So that's pretty great. And then we have Dren who um, is currently working quite a bit of magic with her current player, which we will let her talk about. Um, and through the 15th no hitter in PBE history against Outer Banks, which, you know, I'm not quite there yet, but little salty about, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, with an amazing ERA this year so far. And Dren is a, um, in the head of the community events team and i um, not sure if you've done any other jobs, but you're doing a great job. Thank you. I'm a, getting, a rookie mentor as well. Rookie mentor. I knew I was missing <laughs> something. But anyway, so uh, ladies, what um, your characters, where do you play, what positions? Um, so I'll start. Um, my player is technically at Suko Rune. I say technically because this is the last week of my updating them. Um, uh, end of the week, they're retiring due to expansion. Um and then I'm going to become a new player, um, which I do already have planned. Um, played That's for so Etsuko's, played for um, Kashima, Boise, and Dallas. 
Um, and a starting pitcher, they've always been a starting pitcher, but they originally were a knuckleballer and then um, went to um, control freak, at, I think, last season. Never been good. Okay. Um, <laughs> never been a great player, but, um, you know, it's whatever with that. I don't really mind. Um, the next player, I think I'm going to end up being a control freak again because um, I'm, I'm being a pitcher again. I, I, I've been a batter before and I didn't really enjoy it. Um, yep. This will be the first character that I'm making that's technically not a part of uh, the Rune family or a part of any of my other Sim League stuff. Or, um, of course, it's like a standalone. Yeah. So this will be one that's going to be called Snuffkin Nuskamakaninen, which I know I butchered that name. Like, it's brilliant. It's stupidly long. Um, the full name, and I've had to get a Finnish person to pronounce it so I can put it in my thing and be like, this is how we say it, Sim Team. Have a go. Um, <laughs> um, they're going to be, yes, like I yeah, said, they're going to be that. And then, yeah, and I'm still now trying to work out what I should do for um, the, um, when it comes to either going to draft for miners or go for waivers. I'm not sure which I'm going to do yet. Hmm. So if you want to yeah, now take over, Dren. Uh, um, my player is Ivy Leaf. Um, she's a relief pitcher in a control freak build. Um, I did used to be a knuckleballer, but I, I didn't realise how much they had nerfed that role, so I had to change to the control freak. Um, my player has a quirk, um, and that is that she's constantly drinking coffee. <laughs> is that a quirk or is that just something that we all do yes, <laughs> character <laughs> trait <laughs> as I sit here drinking my tea <laughs> cool so um, Emmy is your render for your GM the same as your player because I know that a few GMs have two different renders but also my um, Mounties GM well, Diesel has the same. Um, it's um different because technically my GM is called Emmy Rune. Um, and technically there's two Emmy Runes that exist. There's the Emmy Rune that is like a character that I have in the story, which is um Atsuko's sister. Um, okay. And then there's the Emmy Rune that I use as my GM character, which is uh, essentially it's just a draw. Somebody, um, Dren had commissioned someone to make a a picture, essentially that's of me stylized into um, um, into a thing, and it's wearing the Kashima jersey. So it's essentially just me um, stylized. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any renders for them. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been I've always been a bit uh, weird using other people's um, like faces and stuff. I, it's just something I've always been like. Um... But yeah, I'd say that's like the only thing I would say is I do have like that, and I, I'm in different leagues where I'm a GM as well, and I do some I do some stuff that's similar as well. They're always separate. Um, yeah. Usually, it might be like say if I've got a GM, you know, a GM job after having my first play, for example. Um, I might go and then go like that first player is the GM and use whatever their render was. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. <clears throat> yeah, so from both of you, how long have you 
been in the league and what made you originally create in PBE? So I joined the league before Dren did. So I joined in season 10, which would have been nearly two marches ago. Um, I joined originally because I was a GM in the now defunct Goa MHL where I was um, manager of Juosu, uh, Juosu, sorry, Majetsu. How you pronounce his name? Maj. Um, uh, the his players. I was the manager of his player in the um, in that league, and one of contract stipulations he had was that me and the other GM had joined the PBE. <laughs> um, so both were joined. One of them fizzled out. I stuck around. Um, but at the same, so so it was kind of interesting because the other GM was the head GM. I was the assistant GM at the time, and the head GM went on. Um, went inactive in both leagues at the same time, but he went before me. So I still remember that because um, it, it sounds weird now saying this, but I think I went about 28th in the draft and that was fourth round. <laughs> um, considering now what's that end at second, soon to be like even, yeah. So it's... That that was the original reason I joined. Um, for that, and I, I mean it's it's been it's been fun. Um, so if you want to go into it, if you want to go into yours, Dren. Yeah. Um. I used to play on the uh, government chill with Emma. Um. And she told me about the PB, and it's really similar. Um. In that it had an affiliation, so I could just do one task in the Gourmet Chill and then link it across. Um, so I thought it might be a good idea to join up as well, even though at the time I didn't really know that much about baseball. Um, it wasn't an interest of mine, but I've picked things up as I've gone along. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad yeah, I joined. I think, having, I think having that crossover between yeah. leagues that you just need to do one point task is makes it easier to do multiple yeah. <laughs> um well so you guys are both talking about being in a few different slim leagues um how do you like pbe compared to those other leagues um so this is one of the ones that actually depends um what, what it depends on what the thing I like about it. So I think the sim we've currently got in the PB is the best out of all the sims when it comes to like visual wise. Um, yep. But I would say in some of the other leagues they do certain things better. Um, so one that I always go back to is I think that the VHL has a better system for updating um, and being a GM because they have something called the portal where essentially that then tracks your updates. It's all done in one area. You update, regress, have your um, Play Store and everything just done by clicking buttons. It's like really quick and easy. Um, and if you're a GM, it tracks, it essentially does everything the compendium does. Um, and it's all in just one easy place. And I think that's one of the my favorite um, um, things for that. But like for communities, I, I like, I've got into the PB pretty um uh, quite a lot. I mean, I mean, I would say at, at my peak of being in sim leagues, I think we're in about five at once. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, um, I've been in quite a few. I think at minute I'm in four. Um, so, 
there is a was it called? There, there's the thing where I've been in a few of them to see what different ones they do. I mean, um, one of the things I will say compared to like another uh, um, what people call money leagues, which is um, what the PBE is, this one's the easiest one to earn money in. Hmm. Um, compared to somewhere like the ISFL and the SHL, where uh, you've still got quite a lot of money you need to earn, but contracts don't pay out a lot, and the way that you earn media is different so yeah so if you want to go now pick yeah, you up cool. Dren. yeah um i'm also in um at the minute the vhl and the super casual football league um emmy explained how the vhl works um in super casual it's literally just you type that you're active every week into a form so they're like very different leagues it's quite hard for me to compare them but uh, pb is my main league um so i'm like the most active doing most roles and updating more often on this one yeah cool i um simo will sit down on a monday because there are updates come on a monday for us and he goes i'm just gonna do my updates yeah i was just like yep cool so he's got i don't know how many leagues he's in he's in quite a few um and then it'll be Thursday. I was like, oh, what do you do? Like, do you want to watch a TV episode or something? He goes, oh, no, I'm just going to do my updates. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought you were doing them. Like, what were you doing on Monday? <laughs> oh, dear. But, no, he's mentioned the um, super casual one and how easy that is. And Yeah. Yeah, but, no, that um, the TPE tracker thing that you were talking about, Emmy, that sounds like a good idea. I think that's what they use or something similar for the cricket league. That's also around. Yeah, so yeah, so the cricket league, um, you um, has got a lot of people from the VHL in it. Um, so okay. they've essentially tried to fit it to the similar thing. Um, if I remember yeah. right, the SBA and EFL also have the similar um, way of doing it. I know that I've actually been told okay. in the past that the people who were, you know, the um, who made it. That if the PB ever want to actually go that way, and they've told me, well, here we go. This is who you contact. Cool. Well, no, that sounds uh, like a no-brainer sometimes. <laughs> oh, considering how hard it can be for a new person to update. Anyway, moving along. How did you find the league uh, starting out? Has that changed? If so, how? And uh, Amy, if you want to take it away. Um, so I, like I said, joined back in season 10. The league's changed quite a bit since then. We've had more teams joining and stuff like that. But the, also the way that the PTs are done um, and stuff like that's changed. So I remember when I first joined, the JPT was, I want to say 300 words, if I remember right. Um, and that was for free TP. And we didn't have the picture chain and some other stuff like that. Um Obviously, draft were different as well. So you got drafted in the same year you created. So if you were season, like you know now, if you create your player in season twenty four at the trade deadline, you don't get drafted till season twenty five. Um, that yeah. were different at that point. Um, so what? So one of the things that I will look at, um, what I remember is that being different. But the the main thing I will say that's like changed is. Um, I remember that when I first joined, I found it really hard to do the tasks and getting money and stuff like that because I not I come from a league where money essentially existed. 
but were pointless. It were there through your contract yeah. and only through your contract. Um, and essentially, you just did it to fight regression and that were it. Um, so when I came in and found out about all this money stuff, I got really cut off a little bit. So my first year, my first season, I didn't earn. Second season, I started earning, and then one of my relatives passed away. So I had to. Um, I basically took a bit of a short break um, to to go to funerals and stuff, and got traded. And I remember that being the moment where I nearly quit the PBE um, mm-hmm. because I got classed as an inactive when I was just at a funeral. Um, but I stuck with it, and I remember I ended up joining Crabs in season thirteen, and that's where all of a sudden everything changed because I ended up getting. Jobbing compendium where I essentially did the job for an entire season or two on my own. Um, that one torture. Um, then <laughs> I ended up, yeah. Then then I ended up going and doing rookie mentoring for a bit, where it was just me and Miss Obvious for essentially two drafts of like hundred and fifty people. I remember that. That was crazy. Look <laughs> um, over his head of that, um, and then also got. GM job at some point and I know there's like different jobs I've done at different points so season 14 I get I decided for some reason just to make every rookie who joined who went draft a um icon I got given a day to do that that was not fun at all um and then I think yeah last year I was in the draft no I'm doing like the draft stream team to make all graphics for that as well so um, I got more and more involved after my first season. Um, and I wasn't a max earner at all for my first two seasons. Um, like I said, I won't, I won't even class myself as like a minimum earner. I was just sporadic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you were just there somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, I was there every now and again to put in an update and then I'll disappear and just end up doing something else. Yeah. Um, when I first joined, um, I'm not sure if Ricky Mentors didn't exist or if I somehow missed my message from mine, um, but I found the website to be really hard to navigate at first. Um, and after a few weeks of playing, I actually went inactive for a month. Um, yeah. So the team that I were on um, decided to um, not protect me because there's an expansion. Um, and I ended up being picked up by the expansion team uh, where I, I realised I need to start um, updating again to help this team and I actually started to pick it up a lot easier that time um, and my player um, turned into one of the um, best pitchers essentially <laughs> I'm sorry if that sounds weird <laughs> um, but it, yeah and one of the things that um, I kind of found really annoying when I signed up originally was that uh, everybody always assumed that I wanted to be on the same team as Emmy without coming and asking me first. Yeah. <laughs> and if Emmy was getting traded, they'd just assume that I want to be traded as well. And I was like an accessory to Emmy <laughs> rather than my <laughs> own player. <laughs> and it, it took a while for me to become my own person and like be recognized as that i think um i do think as more women are joining the league they're getting like more used to how to treat people over time and, yeah and having like definitely when it's with more partners and not re- someone yeah. realizing well you don't need you don't want to play together i mean um 
I remember like the, the thing as well is like this is the first time since his rookie te- like his rookie season in um, Armadillo for you that we've actually played on a team together. In every other league, yeah. we've played on separate teams most of the time. <laughs> yeah, no, that was um when I joined the league, um in all of the scouting for like the rookie like the um minors. Oh, so you're Simo's wife? I was like, yes, I'm also. Emily like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's cool oh you're so-and-so's sister no (laughs) (laughs) anyway um what is your favorite thing about the league uh Emmy if you want to start um I uh so what's my favorite thing about the league um see this is an odd one because I'm like I'm, I'm sure we've already answered it um it's the streams. It, it, I'd, I'd watch the streams a lot more if they weren't on a, like, 11, 12, some, I mean, I think the other day, one morning at 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, just one of them See, started I at 10 at night. I thought it was bad in Australia. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. get in, like, middle at night sometimes, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's not that bad for me and Dren sometimes because we like, have terrible sleep schedules, but... Um, so the other day that I was schedule. on at yeah. 10, yeah, that would have been a... at 10. What time was yeah. that for you then? Um, two o'clock in the morning, which would normally be three oh, o'clock okay. in the morning. It's just that we've not adjusted to um, daylight savings yeah, yet. We do yeah. that um, end, uh, end of this week. So we're only four See, hours behind was... the EST at the minute. Okay, so that was perfect for us. It was midday on a Sunday afternoon. We're like, yeah, <laughs> we can watch this. Our two-year-old was in bed, so we weren't didn't have to watch Baby Shark. Like, <laughs> we could watch the stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, um, Dren, what's your favourite thing about the league? Uh, this is really sappy, but I just like um, all the friends that I make while I'm in the league and uh, being able to talk to people in the locker rooms and... This, one of the reasons I wanted to do community events was to like play games with everybody because <laughs> it's just yeah, a nice well, time. It's not sappy at all, I think. <laughs> it's a great thing to have as a favourite. Yeah, it's nice league. to have a community of people with similar interests. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know you guys have both touched on your jobs a bit. But if you guys want to give maybe a few of your favorites and maybe some of the benefits you found from them or just kind of give a little background of those. Um, okay, so I can essentially give a background of every job ever, as it seems in this league. So Compendium, when I was there, um, it was it, it's changed now, but I remember doing Compendium where you put it all in manually and stuff like this, and now it's got more it's more automated a bit. Um um, I remember doing that. Uh, we didn't have a set price and stuff, and like I said at the time, or one person doing it, um, and that were all right. But compendium at the time was a very thankless job. Um, rookie mentoring is something that's probably the most important part of the league. Um, I would even say the more important than streamers and GMs because genuinely, that's where players are. You know, they're, they're like kept there's so the many league, new so players who don't know what they're doing yet. 
Yeah, yeah. so it's um, <laughs> one of the things that essentially you need the rookie mentor. So that's like when I remember, you know, sending message out, trying to make it so everyone knows what they're doing, making sure you don't have somebody who's got like 52 rookies, um, stuff like that, where everyone's just claiming loads of them. So trying to do that management, that was quite um, um, quite hard sometimes. And then you've got media grading, um, which is an interesting one because it's hard to standardise some of the certain things in it. So like um, you've got bonuses that you can give out and things like that. And um, I always found that hard to understand if like do we have somebody who's not giving enough? Do we have someone who's giving too much? Um, now one of the things I remember, I just used to just give a solid a solid amount based on whatever word score they did and just like, well you've done that many, so here's a bonus. Um Yeah. Then we then there was the draft draft team that I've done drafting with graphics like that. They're very it's a, that's a very stressful job because you're basically given maybe a week to do every graph graphic, if that um sometimes it can be on the day before. Um, so that's one of the very uh, hard ones, and then for obviously AGMing and GMing, they're basically depending on where you're doing it. So obviously minors is different at majors. With majors, you've got to worry about um, stuff like expansions, um, doing a lot more than you would have done it minors. I have to own up. Um, it's the two completely different things. Um, they're both very fun to do. It's just it depends what kind of person you are when it comes to if you think you can do it or not. Like for my, for me personally, um, my most enjoyment doesn't come out of me being a player. It comes out of me doing management because my background um, for you know things I play for games and stuff is stuff like football manager, east side hockey manager, yep. out of the park. So I'm more used to that kind of thing, and that's where my enjoyment comes. <laughs> No, that sounds good. Um, and um, being a recommender is obviously, I mean, just explain how important it is. Um, and we either get um, new members in who will look at everything, be overwhelmed by it and quit, or who have been in other leagues or just seem to pick it up straight away and already know what they're doing so they don't need to ask so many questions. Um, but uh, we try as best to help people understand that it's not um, as daunting as it looks at first. And I think initially your first week signing up is going to be the hardest. And then after that, you get into a pattern and it gets easier. So we have to uh, try and show uh, that to newcomers. Um, I think uh, one of the other ways that it's rewarding is that um, I'm able to figure out who are going to be the good players in the future <laughs> which is helpful as a war room member in Kashima as so. <laughs> well yeah. yeah have a look at who's gonna do what yeah. really how active they are and... how active are they are they doing medias on top of the PTs <laughs> everything like that um, yeah. and for uh, the community events uh obviously that's it's just great to play games with people i recently opened up the um well it must have been over a month ago now but i opened up the community events discord where people can just um tag each other to start playing games and it's been great to see everybody getting involved playing chess with each other <laughs> um 
that we hold uh, events weekly where people can get paid. Um, and we're trying to, over time, build up how many people join up. So we're trying to work on a schedule that um, is like the length of the league so people can free up the time around when we're doing the events, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's okay. um, so it's it's um, a, a bit of hard work, but it's very rewarding because everybody gets to have fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how does it feel to be a woman in PBE? So this one's really hard for me because when I first came into the league I was still um, Ed knock them out um, as trans um, so the I, I don't know it's really odd because like some of it still seems to the point where um, I, 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 I there hasn't been an attitude change or anything it's just I just remember um, at the beginning like how long it took for people to stop using certain pronouns and stuff and go to the other ones um mm-hmm. i mean even back then i used to just be like you know call me they them um um but it, it, it's where it, like the one thing i will say about it is um it's quite um nice to be um that i'm seeing at the minute anyway like just getting more and more um women in roles because like if you think about you know the proportion of us to the rest of the people in the pbe um there's actually quite a high percentage of um females in roles and in high roles as well um so it's yeah it's it it, it is it is some of that um i have seen in different leagues um that it has been um massively differently and they are it's quite accepting here unlike some other ones um yeah well, that's good to know that maybe it's been, yeah. We did actually um, do a podcast yesterday with the uh, Blade Men, and then we talked about this a little bit. And we were saying that um, occasionally we're like uh, saying something completely normal, um, like we might have a, a minor criticism or something, and then uh, some certain people will pile on and think that we're being like irrational and crazy, but. Um, I don't think it's a league problem so much as it's a just the way society sees women, um, and I do think the more women who join, the more women who are getting roles, the more the PBEs are open to changing the minds about things like that. Yeah, that sounds, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, it's um more well, with the softer sex, so of course we uh, <laughs> um. And more sensitive, but <laughs> totally also not irrational. Like <laughs> anyway, no, but it's good to know that PVE is um, super accepting. I'm glad I joined here before elsewhere. <laughs> Although I don't plan on joining elsewhere. So <laughs> great first one for me to pick. <laughs> um, no, you, you can't have like, been... you're supposed to go on to like, the rabbit hole of Pete of like sim leagues. You can't just join one. It's just the gateway. You're, you're Look, not, you're not I, there uh... until you've joined nine. <laughs> That's I actually know someone once told me they're in nine. 
yeah i oh. i'm a parent i don't think i can do no well so simo but um yeah. <laughs> i don't think it's not stop simo joining i think because <laughs> um i think if i know right i know at least four sim leagues is in it's not stop simo i know isn't it isofl here well pve uh, then obviously. It, i'm gonna say um, you say you're casual... a yeah i'm a teacher yeah is it um, SHL as well? But I think he said he's yeah. You said you're a teacher, so like I'm gonna say like your time is probably a lot harder. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you'll go. He <laughs> has a nine to five job. <laughs> yeah, he's got a nine to five job, so he doesn't have to yeah. worry about it when he gets home. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm gonna say like we're teaching. A... Um... Sorry, go on. No, that's fine. Uh, being a woman GM, I know that you aren't alone. There's another. GM, do you feel yeah. as though, um, like you listen to and everything else, or is it, um, like, is yeah, explain that. Talk to me about that. Um, there is at least, like, when it comes to GMs, I know, I know, there's at least two more. I think that are also women GMs, if I remember right. Um, and that's not actually no, it's free. Sorry. Um. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't really. I don't think it changes though. I mean, sometimes I don't feel like I'm listening to anyway. But that's probably for best. Um, <laughs> some at times I just come out with some just complete and utter bullshit. Come up with ideas that just make no sense. I mean, I've done that a few times. But um, I don't know. I don't think it's really affecting me. I mean, certain things like. It, it's one of them things where I don't think it's really gone against me in any way for being female. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that's the easiest way to put it. I don't think it's ever been a ever been a thing like, well, you're female. I mean, I have seen some people use that as an insult, but less towards me being a GM. But I have seen people being like, well, um, I mean, it was over there. Somebody came into um, general and started going. What are your ladies when they were chatting about a um a bet like ladies is an insult? So some minds need yeah. to be changed still. Well, again, at least it's not the majority of PBE. Yeah, they did get told to be quiet as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's not going to stop me from talking. So much so that we made a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for um letting us interview you guys thank you we um have learned a lot from you know about you guys and leagues in general um but yeah as we said off air you are uh, more than welcome to stay on and continue chatting with us or uh you can feel free to can carry on with your day um but yeah, so we are gonna head into women in sport. Yeah, so this month of March is Women's History Month, so we figured why not draw attention to it because this is Women in PBE. So our second and last podcast for the month, we're talking about Women's History Month. So Women's History Month um, is about highlighting women who have made a difference in history, and this opens up. That world for possibilities of young girls to um, know it's possible and to really break barriers and um, build a new future. 
And this month, we're sharing some inspiring stories to salute countless women making an impact in their communities, nations, and world. We'll be talking about a few Americans and a few Australians so we can talk about our home countries a bit. <laughs> um, while we were well, doing a bit of research for you know Women in Sport and Women's History Month, um, Google actually honoured International Women's Day on like the first Sunday in March. And they shared just some of their data surrounding up the most looked up women on the internet. And um, it is none other than the beloved woman in our league, uh, Taylor Swift. So <laughs> she was named as Google's most searched for um, in 2020. So I think that's pretty cool considering here in PBE we have a Tyler Swift and a Sailor Twift and, well, the Swift Steeds who – you know, is a whole team based around Swifties, <laughs> uh, whether that's official or not, but it seems pretty official by now. Anyway, so do you want to introduce us to the Americans in um, sport? Yeah, so the first um, actually team I'm going to mention is the U.S. women's soccer team. Um, so I played soccer all growing up until college, so it was a big interest of mine and really got connected to the U.S. women's national team. I even got the chance to go to the World Cup in Canada in 2015, so that was really cool. Um, Julie Ertz, Alex Morgan, Cindy LaRue, Abby Wambach, these are all some of my favorites that have been over the years. Um, and another one of my favorites is their former defender, Ali Krieger, who is actually my player's render. And Tom even bought a bad and bougie card for that has Ali Krieger on it so I'm it. yes <laughs> so I'm repping the women's national team on my players render um but not only did I love this team just because it's soccer so it kind of hit closer to home for me but something that really stood out about this team is that they use their platform to stand up for equality most, re most recently, they've been in a battle for equal pay, and the women's team has won four World Cup titles, and the U.S. men have won zero World Cup titles. So there's no excuse for performance or reven revenue generation like there is in NBA and WNBA. So they are still in this battle and um, are going through court cases, and it's been quite a while. But moving on, gymnastics is another one sport that I really love to watch, um, especially in the Olympics. And a few of my favorite athletes to watch are like Sean Johnson and Gabby Douglas and Simone Biles. Um, Gabby Douglas is the first woman of color to become the Olympic individual all-around champion. And she's the first U.S. gymnast to win gold in both the individual all-around and team competitions. So she is breaking records. And Simone Biles is the most decorated American gymnast and the third most decorated gymnast in the entire world. So there are some amazing women continuing to breaking re continuing to break records and exemplify the strength and unique capabilities that female athletes have. And a few other younger players, um, Sarah Fuller, she is a soccer player at Vanderbilt and recently became the first woman to play in the Power Five college football game. So that's pretty awesome. And um, 
Sabrina Ionesco. She is the sole member of the 2,000 point, 1,000 rebound, 1,000 assist c- club in Division One basketball for both men and women. So that is a pretty great accomplishment. And she played for the Oregon Ducks and was the first overall pick in the WNB draft, WNBA draft and went to the New York Liberty. And she was also a major voice in the recent March Madness scandal that pointed out a lot of disparity between the men and women's facilities and kind of the resources that they had. So she's also a really big voice in equality. So all of these are kind of similar in that I really look for athletes that use their platform for something better and to really support um, their values and stand up for different social issues that are going on. Yeah, that's a great way to use a platform, I feel. So we have a few Australians who um, are considered top in their field as well. Um, I have a bit of an explanation here, but Emmy and Joan will probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Maybe not the person, but the sport at least. So Elise Perry is considered uh, the uh, the women's best cricketer in the world. She's been a household name for years. Um, It was a uh, 2020 World Cup performance in 2018 that really put her name up there. Um, So she is the first Australian cricketer, male or female, to take 100 wickets in a 2020 international match. So um, cricket is obviously made a comparison between that and baseball. Um, The Bat in cricket is flat. Obviously, it's round in baseball. Cricket has 11 players. Baseball has nine. Cricket holds the bat up. And baseball players, sorry, cricket is bat down. Baseball is bat up. Uh, The ball is white in baseball and red in cricket. So, obviously, like, they use a lot of the same equipment. But the way the game is actually played is very different. Um, So, T20 is, uh, 2020 is um, 20 overs of each team thrown. So um, they pitched six balls and over. Um, yeah, so it's similar. It's insanely different, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so she is unstoppable with that. Um, Ash Barty, uh, another probably um, very household name in Australia here, uh, she actually – gave up tennis um, to play cricket and returned back to tennis in 2016, Um, proceeded to march up world rankings and actually claimed the French Open title, became the number one, um, Australia's first in 40 years at Wimbledon. So um, super good there. Cathy Freeman, she is um, uh, in athletics. She was actually born well, about three hours away from where I live now. And I did a, um, I remember researching her back in 2000 with the Olympic Games when I was like, what, in year three um, at primary school. And just the things that like I have reread about her now, not being eight, um, is just like, it just makes it so much more powerful. So she became involved um in sprints at a very young age um but the things that she stood for as an athlete and Australian issues so she's actually an Indigenous Australian um and she carried both the flags for both of the Olympics that she went to 
So the Australian flag and the Aboriginal flag, which was um, a huge symbol of reconciliation, but also pride in her Indigenous culture. So she's um, received numerous awards about the Olympic order for sportswomen and um, she's received Australian of the Year. Um, And even now she still works well within the Cathy Freeman Foundation, but it's a non-for-profit organisation that uh, focuses on educational programs to help um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children to be able to fulfil their potential in school and, you know, give them strategies to be able to use outside of a school environment. So it's great to know that even though, you know, 2000 was the peak of her athletics career, that she still is, um, she's still working and building others, like champion for others. So that's great. Um, we then move on to a bit of a different twist, but uh, Claire Antonia Polisak is actually the first Australian cricket umpire who's a woman. Uh, she was a school teacher by trade um, and then left that in 2017 and was, um, yeah, one of the first women to stand in a world Women's uh, Cricket World Cup qualifier as an umpire and since then has, you know, doesn't just umpire women's games. Um, and the last one I want to focus on is Belinda Sharp. So she is um, an Australian Rugby League referee, um, former journalist, as uh, the first woman to grade a first grade match in the National um, Rugby League Games. So that's the men's uh, men's games. Um, and that was uh, just a couple of years ago in 2019. She actually um, grew up where I'm from, which I didn't know that. So that's uh, pretty cool that she just worked as a journalist at my local newspaper, which I think is uh pretty cool but it just goes to show that um like anyone really can have such a huge impact on you know a national and international level that they might not set out with that in mind but they um definitely can do that and you know become a role model for young girls everywhere yeah definitely Okay. Um, I, I have again, something to add, actually. I guess I have yeah, something to add for this because there's, there's there's some um, things I can think of. It's not um, – so there's one which was from UK and the other ones – one's from Canada, one's from Japan. So um, so one of the things that I remember we when it comes to female players is that they um, – the team I support for um, ice hockey is the Tampa Bay Lightning and they had um, in an exhibition game and I think – 1992 or something like that, so very early on, um, they had a, a female goalie come on and play um, for an exhibition match. I think it went for very long, but it's like more of a look. This is you know quite big for sport because she was the first um, female to play in a major um, pro league, essentially because of it. Um, her name was Manon Remy. I am so sorry for anybody listening to that who is um, French Canadian. I have no butchered that name. Um, 
Um, so she's somebody I always found very interesting and inspiring to when I was looking into because obviously she's broke that gender barrier, even if it were just for an exhibition game. Um, there are also some other ones that I know happened in Finland afterwards because I was looking into it for ice hockey. Um, then we'll go on to the next one, which is um, my player's actual render in the um, PB, so the face render, which is um, a knuckleballer by the name Eri Yoshida. Um, she was yep. known as the knuckleball princess. She won at best um, knuckleballers in Japan to the point where she actually went and played in some of the minor leagues in America against um, men and were doing pretty well. Um, she ended up in some independent leagues as well and stuff like that. Um, very promising. Um, I don't think she plays anymore, if I remember rightly. Um, but like she's gone and inspired a lot of um, females in Japan to go and play baseball themselves and they've got one of the best like baseball um things in uh, one of the best female baseball teams and stuff like that um and finally like as you put you mentioned an umpire um, um one of the biggest representations we had for uk winter olympics in my opinion because obviously as ice hockey team didn't make it but one of the referees that was there was called jo- um, joy johnson um johnston sorry and she was a referee that uh, represented the UK in ice hockey. Um, and she went in to Pyeongchang and, um, for the last Winter Olympics and were one of uh, referees there. Um, and so I know there's, a, there's been a ton in prep, there's been a ton in Premier League and stuff like that where uh, females have come on refereed and stuff like that. Um, I know some of them it has gone controversial because of the way that the people have treated them, but like it's. It's more nice to see that we are getting to the point now of breaking those gender barriers of just being lucky as they see as that. Um, I think one of the best sports to look at when it comes to that is tennis because of mixed, you yes. know, like they've done mixed doubles, mixed and stuff like that. It's one of the things where it's, to me, the most um, competitive of sports where you can see both of them play and you can see the best male versus female um, together and stuff like that. And it's really good. I mean, um, I will say, though, tennis has also shown um, one of the biggest problems with sports um, and females in sports, as in, like, how the threat, and that was when Serena Williams had a child and the treatment of when she tried to return. Yes, I did um, read into that a bit, yeah. But it's one of those things, it's uh, very early days, so hopefully that's something that will, down the line, be fixed yeah well there's always a first isn't there (laughs) um but yeah yeah, she's one that like really used her platform to speak out about the discrimination that she really experienced during her career and kind of about the pressures of motherhood so she's definitely used that and turned it around and used her platform for good so that's really awesome yeah it is. It's good to see when uh, when women champion for other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we uh, move into a bit of a sim recap. Um, uh, so last week, well, we still have the uh, San Bernardino sitting on top there. <laughs> good on you, Baden. Um 
So last week, 66 has had a win percentage of 0.704. So not only, guys, are you continuing to just win, but you've also improved on your wins. Um, and it's now like 0.750. Um, so how does that feel for you? <laughs> pretty good. I, I'm pretty sure Tom told me that we have been the top team in the power rankings since the beginning of last season. Okay. So pretty, pretty proud accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, sitting tight there. <laughs> You're not giving it up for anyone. <laughs> um, and we've had a tied in second now with Hepcats and Wheelers with a run win rate of uh, 0.577, uh, with Armadillos sadly dropping to third and the Bears following. Uh, in the East Division, we see the biggest changes in standings <laughs> with Chicago going from third to first, um, improving their obviously win percentage, Dallas remaining second, Swift Steeds coming in fourth, and uh, Mounties bringing up Maria. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but this season, there, yeah, definitely seems to be a um, clearly dominant division. So with the conferences not mattering when we go into playoffs, if we were to go into playoffs tomorrow, uh, it would be pretty West Division heavy. And by pretty West Division heavy, all of the West Division all of them. <laughs> represented. And I think just uh, kingpins. <laughs> Making their way up there. Yeah. So at least playoffs start tomorrow. Um, the, you know, we uh, can still have time to turn around. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even if Mounties don't make it, that's okay. We'll just, uh, I guess I can support Dallas Dynamos. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Simo won't hear this, so actually. So you can say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can support his team. That's fine. Um, and if we head into some uh, – top performing players we have the league um batting average leaders we uh from kansas city um 66ers chicago kingston so we don't actually have just one particular team dominating that area um but we have uh dem boys at 0.359 so actually that's tied first with bongo luongo so that's uh that's pretty good. Um, and then with the RBR, uh, sorry, the home runs, we have miles ahead. At, well, again, tied first with uh, 15 home runs and um, Gianni is what I want to say. I'm going to butcher that last name, so I'm just not going to say it, but from <laughs> Dallas. Um, and then we have league leaders in RBIs. Uh, again, tied again. Yeah, tied again with a variety of teams. But uh, Baden is tied fourth with RBIs on 43. So made it in. Good job, you. <laughs> um, so that's great. I think I was looking last night and um, Tex Walker is on the leaderboard, um, but for the second most at-bats. And I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like how many games you've been in, but that's alphabetical, isn't it? So yeah. <laughs> you have the opportunity to get some hits, but are you hitting? <laughs> yeah, not super well. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move right along to some pictures here. 
Um, if you want to take them? Yeah, for wins, we have 66ers represented. Bill the Hill is number one. And we have for ERA, we have Nate Washington the third. Um, leading that and a few different teams, two 66ers and a few others spread out down below. And we also have another 66ers on the top of strikeouts. So getting a lot of 66ers representation across the board. Love to see this. <laughs> yeah. We also have uh, Ruth Hitty Ginsburg there for um, strikeouts. Yeah. So for that's great. Uh, we also have Diamondo on the board for uh, in second place for stolen bases. So um, that's also great to see another women in league. Maybe yeah. Out there. As I um, last night, I was perusing the index, you know, just finalising things for today, getting ready. I saw the Player of the Week announcement. Um, now, I've read through the history and the accomplishments of past Mounties players for articles that I've written before, and it always says Player of the Week whenever, like Player of the Month. And I was like, where is this written down? I, I just can never see it. Um, but lo and behold, I open up the index, and congratulations, Baden, on being the Player of the Week this week. <laughs> Thank um, you. So I'll just read it out to you. So, um in your young career, Baden has kept a low profile, but after your performance at the plate last week, uh, you attracted the notice of the rest of the minor league PBE in a big way um, and was named Player of the Week for your efforts. Um, so the 20-year-old right fielder hit at a torrid point for 8-1 clip as you collected 13 hits in 27 at-bats, three home runs, 10 RBIs, six runs scored. So you've got 11 home runs this season. How does that feel? <laughs> this, <clears throat> excuse me, this sim was a lot better for me than past sims. I'm definitely excited that Baden is turning it around. So very excited to be named player of the week. Well, yes, congratulations on that one. Um, now we move into the majors teams um where outer banks is still on top but only by one win nashville stars um is coming up very close as well um so that's that's good for them um but yeah it's been a it's been a good week in the sim for the majors um with our leaderboard we have um, look, I'm not going to go super into detail with these, mainly because I'm still getting used to all of the names in the majors. <laughs> um, but if we just want, oh, we'll just pick out the women in league. So uh, Parker Beecham, I am hoping I've said that correctly, is a second base for Boise Raptors and they've um, got a fourth spot here for average hitting. Uh, the batters average, whatever. Um, Stan Antonio is on the leaderboard for runs and doubles and triples and bases on balls and war, and we're only halfway through the season. Um, Ivy Leaf is up there uh, repping hers with a shout-out, which we mentioned um, in their introduction. 
I just think it's amazing how a single pitcher pitches a complete game and doesn't allow somebody else to just score a run. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that's pretty good. Um, Ivy, are you still with us, Trent? Yeah, I'm here. How did that feel to uh, do that? (laughs) I'm super surprised by it, to be honest. I didn't actually know that my play was doing very well. (laughs) <laughs> then all of a sudden everybody's sending me messages congratulating me because uh, I wasn't watching the stream yeah. <laughs> it's trying yeah, to work yeah. out what was going on so I'm quite happy that this has happened <laughs> no, that's really one of the good. other it's things that were really I'm going to say one of the things that were really of note as well for that is is um, if she didn't let up a walk it would have not just been a complete game but a perfect game Right. So one walk away from a perfect game as well, which has not happened very much in PBE <laughs> either. So yeah, so it was quite it's quite interesting to see like that. I think where is is Dren secretly is like the greatest picture creator and she, she's just not telling anyone. Um. <laughs> um how long have you been in the majors for Dren? I can't remember. <laughs> okay, no that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Um season twenty two I wanna say. So, like, really, you don't have a huge amount of TPE compared to other pitchers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, well, A, either the sim just loves you <laughs> or you've just put the TPE exactly where it needs to be. <laughs> I feel like it might just be a, a streak of luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, let's just say that it was very well thought out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we also have VB Zilman. Um, tied in second for winning percentage. Um, she's there for strikeouts, her strikeout to walk ratio. Um, we've got Molly Mitchell on the board for also strikeouts and strikeouts per nine innings pitched. Um, and we have Itsuko Rune also on the board for their strikeout to walk ratio. So that is a great accomplishment all round. Um, and obviously also this week we had the all-star teams brought out. Um, so that is exciting for that one. Yeah. So, um, Tex and Baden are actually two of the minors players that got chosen, um, as all-star picks. So we can, um, use this to brag a little bit about our, our players, (laughs) Look, I'm not hitting too spectacularly, so I don't think I got in for that. Um, but <laughs> my defensive has been on point. So we might have just squeezed in, but hey, we both made it. <laughs> it's not a popularity contest, from what I know. The computer spits out the um, the people. Yeah, that's great. Um, Simo was like, I made the All-Stars team. And I was like, oh, yeah, great, cool. I mean, <laughs> I've made it for three seasons and played three seasons. So, anyway, keep that on the down low. Um, <laughs> but then I was talking to people in the OBX locker room and turns out it's really hard for pitchers to get in the All-Star, like the All-Star team. So I did eat a bit of humble pie last night and um, was like, oh, Simo, you know, I've, you know, been talking a bit and 
you know, congrats on making the All Star team. Like I just didn't realize how hard it was for a pitcher. Um, but in saying that, Ivy Leaf is also nominated for the All Star team, and so is uh, Parker Beecham. So that's great. Also, did see yeah. that Shu was there as well. <laughs> yes, he did make it. <laughs> There's um, also, yeah. um, you know, if we're pointing out more females, there's also obviously Stan Antonio as well. Foot oh, majors. did she make it? Yeah. I um, completely that night. Yeah, and there's there's some more foot minors as well. So, for example, um, there's also um, Diamondo made it. Okay. Well, I do apologise to both of those players. I... Completely. To, to be fair, I'm going to say Diamond, um, Diamondo or Kate, she's probably too out of it. She just um, sits and discusses to me. She's like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Just come in every now and just try and do all my <laughs> tasks. <laughs> no, that's like, well, I mentioned her with the, uh, the leaderboard. So, like, her name is on my radar. Um, anyway, my bad. Anyway. Three in each, minors and majors. Considering there is 13 of us in the league, I think half of us making All-Stars, it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Also during the week, we opened up the podcast for questions that you guys may have um, that, you know, that you'd like to hear us answer or hear our perspective on. And Jabs did say that... um, Oh, he had just started listening to our podcast like five minutes in, went onto Twitter and just like, oh, just started listening. This would be really great to hear your opinion on. Um, and that's suggestions for improvements to make the league easier for newcomers to latch onto. And look, I'll give him credit. He only listened to the first five minutes and hadn't heard the rest of it. Um, but we did, I feel, talk about it <clears throat> uh, throughout last week's podcast with um, – how well positioned the rookie mentors team is and the rookie chat and how everyone is just so willing to help out. I mentioned how uh, my GM has made a YouTube cheat sheet essentially on how to do an update. But I think either providing a template for updating or as um, well, the hockey, Emmy, you mentioned it before and I mentioned it with the cricket with having just like that scale slider website Um to be able to update TPE, I feel as though having something more concrete rather than just kind of winging it might help players. I would like to, to say to... we do. We do have something. However, oh, yeah, it's on a tracker. different. Yeah, it's yeah, it's on a different. Um, it's not tracker. It's it's um, it's called. I think it's called the updater. But the problem is, it's on a different website. So it's um, and I don't know how it works on mobiles and stuff. So I don't think it's um, the the downside is it's not you know in the same way as the other ones. Whereas, um, for yes. example, if I'm on VHL, I just click update my player and it takes me to automatically. I've got to go on to that website then, um, stuff like that. And I feel like it's something that's not um, advertised very well that it exists. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, well, I think that might be the way forward with it. Yeah, is um, moving like highlighting that in the um, the like where we go as a new player, they point you to like where the, the videos are and 
whatever else I've had it use the league and I think mentioning it more so there would um, help new players know where it is, know how to use it. I know that um, it came up in my um, in the Mounties last season and someone just quickly shared how to use it. And I was like, yeah, that's confusing. But by then I was already set in my ways of how I update. So as long as it's not made confusing for a new player, I feel as though that would be the way to go to provide emphasis on that. Yeah, yeah maybe... so I hope that answers your question there, Jabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going to add just maybe adding that in. I know you get a few messages on JSync as soon as you kind of make an account. So kind of adding that information there and I kind of reiterating what you were saying, the most helpful thing for me was any videos, just walking through the steps because I know sometimes the site can be a little difficult to navigate. So actually seeing where it is on the website was really helpful for me to kind of really understand what I was doing. Yeah, and like having the screencasting videos where they're walking through an actual like recording of the screen clicking. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, um, it has been great chatting with you all today, this morning, this evening, wherever we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we uh, will sign off for now and um, get organising episode number three for you. But we hope you enjoyed uh, listening today. Yeah, if anyone else wants to come join us, we are open to anyone that is willing. And thank you guys so much for listening. And once again, thank you, Emmy and Dren, uh, for joining us today. Thank you for having yes. us. All righty. See you later, everybody. Yeah. Bye.